HBCUs are the best of the best. These aren't schools that people chose because they couldn't get into other schools. We all come from these really special places. Everyone needs to be exposed to the excellence of HBCUs. Before they get in your business, be in charge of your business. Own it cause it's your business, your business, business. Handle all of your business, value all of your business. You say your mind in your business, my business. What's up, what's up, good people? Welcome into Montgomery and Company. I'm Renee Montgomery. So it's HBCU month. This is going to be an HBCU episode, but also an athlete's excellence episode because we're going to talk about it. The HBCU Fellows Program, which this is the first time in league history that an NFL club has launched an HBCU-specific fellows program. I'm going to talk about it with the people that are actually building it on the ground. And also the crew is going to discuss like who are athletes that used to be athletes but now executives that are killing it in the game so athletes turned c-suite executives baby we're going to get all into it c-suite 21 style let's go it's HBCU homecoming month. And you guys, like if you don't know about HBCUs, it's a whole vibe. But by now, I'm sure you know about it because some of the top high school prospects are considering HBCUs. We see a lot of just energy. Of course, everybody knows that Coach Prom was at Jackson State University and that was an HBCU. Shador was killing it on the cover of magazines. They brought college game day to Jackson State. That was iconic bringing college game day to them. And we now know that Coach Prom is still doing the same thing. College game day still going on. But HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot to unpack there. Like, for instance, like, I'm an HBCU baby. My parents went there, met there, married 40-plus years, had me and my sisters, boom, HBCU baby, here I am, which is why I'm probably passionately talking about this right now. So what was it? A couple of days ago, I just pulled up to Morehouse. It's check season. So with the Renee Montgomery Foundation, man, shouts to our partners too, because y'all remember when we had that gala and we were raising funds. It was an auction. We had, you know, it was a little who's who event there. Shouts to the homies that came through, but we also got flooded out and it was a little bit disastrous because we had spent all this time making, trying to make this event perfect shouts to our leadership team for rmf for all the hours that they put in just for mother nature to come in and be like all right bet you know we got a little rain and we got a little more rain and we got so much rain that it flooded out the street the only street that gets to where our rmf black and gold gala was that street just so happened to get flooded out while we were trying to put on the gala. So, you know, now we're going into story time, but I'm about to tell y'all the whole story. So then I decided like, oh man, if people can't make it, I guess I'm gonna have to just cancel it. Like, what else are we gonna do? A lot of the recipients, we wanted to honor people that were doing dope things in the community. They flooded, they're on the other side of the water. They can't get through, um, you know, people that were supposed to just be there and turn up and have a good time. They can't get through. My in-laws can't get through. It's like, what's going on? So I just kind of like, you know, I might've, I don't know. I got a little teary eyed. I'm not going to say I cried, but I got a little teary eyed and I'm like, all right, everybody, thank y'all for coming who did come because there was a good amount of people that were already there. 
Shouts to the people that get to events early because the group that got there early beat the flood. So I'm talking to them and I'm like, thank you guys for coming. It was so dope. Um, And, you know, like, I really wish we could have put on this event because we wanted to do some dope things. And, you know, they basically were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you canceling it? Like, we're here. The food's here. Let's turn up. And I'm like, I'm looking around. The DJ was already there. Of course, he already had his thing set up. And side note, the power went out twice. So it ruined his whole stuff. And he had to reboot everything. The monitors, the every it was just chaos, I tell you. But the reason that I'm telling you this whole story is that the point of that auction was to raise funds for the Last Yard Scholarship. And what that is, is we go around to HBCUs and we give out checks. That's why we call it check season, because we give out checks and we don't give out checks with strings attached or all these other things. We give out checks that here, huh? Here's your money. We know you need help. We trying to get you to that Last Yard. Ugh, here's your push. Y'all know the tush push for Philly, right? They got like the Philadelphia Eagles had the tush push down. And I tweeted out that the tush push ain't for everybody because it really ain't. But this is our version of the tush push. You get it. Work with me here. So the last yard scholarship, we're giving out funds to student athletes. And we're specifically giving out funds to student athletes at HBCUs because we know HBCUs are underfunded, never under talented, just underfunded. So we wanted to be able to, we know that in all the ways that the schools are underfunded, I'm sure the nutrition isn't top of mind when it comes to things that are given to the team. So we're giving out checks to students, hoping that, you know, they elevate, 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 and just get to where they need to get to that last yard, graduate, get to that championship game, get to their best selves, whatever that last yard gets them to, that's where we want them to go. So it's check season right now. It's HBCU homecoming month. And because of that, you know, we're going to have HBCU pretty much talk this whole time, but not only that, but athletes and business, that's a real thing. And we want to get more into it, but there's that C-suite group. Boy, I'm going to blow your mind. CEOs, CMOs, COOs, that whole group that probably the bosses of the company, over 90% of them played sports. So it's likely that your boss played sports. So these athletes that you see at a certain point, they all played sports, not all of them, but man, over 94% is crazy. And it's higher than that in some places like Fortune 500 and other places have it higher than that. So HBCUs, yes, we're about to feed the athletes and we're going to make sure we enrich them and amplify them. That's what we're doing. That's what the Last Yard Scholarship is. So shouts to all of our sponsors and everybody that donated because now it's check season and we're giving them some blessings, baby. Let's go. Y'all know that I'm an HBCU baby. Both of my parents went and met at an HBCU and they've been married now 40 plus years later. So I'm an HBCU baby and I love to highlight, spotlight and be a part of amplifying HBCUs. And today I'm excited because we have Latonda Henderson and Ty Robertson, where I'm excited, guys, because they're here to talk about the HBCU Fellows Program. And the HBCU Fellows Program is launched by the Atlanta Falcons in partnership with Wells Fargo. It's an eight-week program that I'm going to let you guys get to in a second. But welcome to BOCO, family. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Tell me a little bit about this program because, I mean, this is hot off the press, 
recently launched. What is it? Why did it start? Tell me everything. Yeah, so this is a labor of love for both Ty and I, working with Atlanta Falcons and um, Wells Fargo. And the reason that it started really is because we had a mutual desire to level the playing field in sports and entertainment. And the way you do that is by putting action behind that commitment. And so we know, Renee, you know, it is very difficult to get into sports and entertainment and being able to see people on the field or on the court is very different than understanding the ownership, understanding the roles, the many different jobs that you can actually pursue if you in fact love sports. And we know that sports has an incredible power to bring people together like nothing else, sports and entertainment, like nothing else I've ever seen brings people together. I love it. So we wanted our HBCU students to see not just what happens on the field, but what happens in the front office. What happens when you come to a concert? What happens? Who are the people who make these things work? And just open some doors of opportunity for them that I know I can speak for Ty as well, that we didn't have when we left Spelman. We didn't know that this was an opportunity. If you had told me that I would be here between two professional sports teams, I would have said, okay, stop whatever you're doing because it's not real. But I had no line of sight. And so really that's what we're committed to is making sure our exceptional HBCU students have every access in the world. And we know once we open the door, they'll do the rest. Absolutely. I love that. And so shouts to Spellman, by the way. So Spellman actually has no sports right now at their university in a sense of the women's sports. So there's a group of girls that just started intramurals and they're calling it the Jaguars Basketball Club. Yes. Our foundation yes. is giving them a $5,000 check to kind of get them jump started. going to give them some sneakers and stuff. So I just want like Spellman has a special place in my heart because it's right here. It's the all girls. So when you said it, it made me think about it. And even thinking about the community aspect, Ty, you are the vice president and community relations senior consultant with Wells Fargo. So you've worked in a lot of different spaces, affordable housing, community loans, and much more. So what does that community activation part mean to you and, and, and how it's brought into this aspect? Absolutely. Thank you for that. And shout out to my sisters at Spelman and at Intramural Basketball. <laughs> Let's Love go. It. Let's uh, go. Yes, yes, yes. My sister came out in 94 and she was on the basketball team way back at Spelman, but I absolutely love it. I mean, in my role, I have the opportunity and I'm so blessed every day to be able to work with nonprofits all across the Southeast, particularly in Atlanta, and certainly focusing on some critical things. But what really, really I, I love the most is certainly when I have the opportunity to engage in the Atlanta University Center and to work with historically black colleges and universities across the country. You know, very fortunate to work with Wells Fargo and Wells Fargo giving us that space in that area to be able to commit to historically black colleges across the country. We're very proud when we can go to the Orange Blossom Classic or we'll be at the Bayou Classic very soon. We can also partner with uh, the United Negro College Fund and Thurgood Marshall and providing scholarships. And part of what we hear when we're having a great time with these young people is certainly the need for scholarships. And so we're very honored to work with scholarship providers, but they're looking for opportunities. They're like, we want internships. We wanna be able to connect. We wanna know some of the folks that you know. So how can we how can we do that? So this fellows program was just a perfect combination of all of that because they're here and they're getting all this great training and partnership and mentorship with AMD Sports Entertainment and, and the Falcons as well as Wells Fargo. And we're rolling out our Rolodex. I mean, they are so great. 
they're tapping everyone I know on LinkedIn. Uh, and I know it to be such, which is okay because that's how you leverage this opportunity and take it further. So it's just great to partner um, and having my Spelman sister at my side as we we build this thing together has been wonderful. No, this is lit. So there's a lot that AMBSE is, you know, like when you think about that, but then when you also think about the Falcons, you're hype because like when you hear sports in general, people like when you said, hey, are we going to get those internships? I know the first question they're going to be is like, Am I going to meet Bijan? Am I going to be like, so I'm just curious, like, because Latonda, you're the chief DEI officer at AMB Sports and everything. So I'm just curious, like, are they going to be able to touch and see and feel some of the players in a sense of be that close to them in, in this partnership? You know, the really wonderful thing about this is that for us and for anybody who's in sports and entertainment, you understand that there are a lot of wonderful people that you get to interact with but that's not the job, right? And so the fellows actually started out and they had a chance to be at training camp, a private training camp, and they were there and they saw the players. The reality is that they're part of our family of businesses, the blank family of businesses. The players are part of it. And so folks don't come to hang out with Bijan, although Bijan is really amazing, but to actually be part, (laughs) right? To be part of the team that puts this together and everybody understands that every member of the team is really important. So they've had all kinds of behind the scenes access. They've met with our presidents. They've met with, I mean, you name it, our GM, our head coach, like they have had behind the scenes access. And I think once you see like, these are people just like everybody else and they're doing a job you want to do everything you can to help make sure that team is successful. So we've been really excited uh, that we haven't had any, any, you know, fans kind of going off or veering off, but they've (laughs) had access. And once you have that access, it's like, Hey, this is the team. These are the players. And we're all here to, to, to pitch in and do a job. So it's been wonderful. No, I mean, it almost makes them feel like they belong. Like, see, once you give people access and you allow them to be there, they're at a private training camp, now they don't even feel like they need to fan out because it's like, oh, so this is what the role looks like. I will be here. I'll be doing this. I'll be brushing shoulders. And it's the experiences that while that you are providing almost that may have never happened from that space. And Renee, I should have started to say that um, their opening ceremony was in the Falcons locker room. I was going to say that part, Latana, that part. You missed that. Okay. I really should have started there. So, <laughs> and we have video footage of that. If you haven't seen it, it was magical. So they come in and they do the walk-up tunnel, just like the players do on game oh, day. Snap. It's sponsored by Wells Fargo. They had their pictures taken. They come into the locker room and each locker has their names there and their jerseys with their names on it. Oh no, this is big lit. What? Oh, this is big. This big, big. So that's kind of how we started. So okay. <laughs> yes, this is where we should have started. So yes. because I mean, this is the thing. Like, and obviously, you know, everyone knows that I work in the front office for the Atlanta Dream, and so anybody that comes into the front office, anybody that works in sports or entertainment, you crave a certain something, and it's not just touching the athletes. It's the fast-paced lifestyle. It's the figuring out problems on the go. It's the highs and the lows of supporting a team, and so it sounds like they're getting that experience from the first day on. So, Ty, I'm curious, like, you know, when you guys wanted to partner with the Falcons, 
Hawkins. What like you you literally was like, oh yeah, this is big, big. So was this the plan, like to do it as big <laughs> as possible for HBCU students? Well, what it was was to create a first class experience. To think about all the things that we would have wanted as we were coming through our HBCUs, as we were starting our careers. What were the parts that were missing? Um, certainly the excitement and, and doing all of that, um, but it's, it's, it's all about exposure and um, experiences that are new. And, and, and as Latona stated, when they came into the locker room, it was magical. But what I'll tell you, there were more than 600 students that applied for these opportunities. And so just to see the hunger that's there for these students to want to do more in sports and entertainment has been wonderful. And we just want to match their energy. And not just, um, you know, certainly from the Falcons standpoint, they are have been um, having an exceptional time. But I also wanted to be sure that we introduced them to the world of the community. And I think it's very similar to, Renee, what you just spoke about with Spelman and how you're giving back and working with the team. Part of what I wanted to do on behalf of Wells Fargo was to show them how Wells Fargo partners in the community. And so we have the opportunity, not sure if you know about the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurship, Jay Bailey and team there. We have the opportunity to take the fellows there and for them to see an icon that's, that's less than one mile from the campus of Atlanta University Center and all of these entrepreneurs that are in there grinding and innovation and how they're you know, giving back and, and starting businesses and just the legacy of Herman J. Russell and just to be able to speak with Jay. But it's just all about giving those opportunities. And and we found out that a couple of the fellows have businesses and, you know, Jay's like, okay, you need to connect with me and we need to get you some startup capital. This is what it's about. You know, we certainly start off one way, but you expand so much more. Up next, we have more on the HBCU Fellows Program. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm a fan of, I don't know if, if you guys have seen the, seen the show Suits, but it just now came back on Netflix, right? Why did you bring it up? because <laughs> bad listen, news when, Mike is bad news <laughs> but listen no the reason I bring it up is because on Suits they talk so heavily about the Harvard pipeline right like they only accept Harvard grads into their their lawyer 
internships and into their lawyer universe and into their family practice. They only accept this pipeline. And so when I hear this, I think, okay, this is lit because this is starting a pipeline now. There's certain groups we know, there's certain businesses we know right now that they will only accept the best of the best. That's the Harvard and the Princeton's of the world. But that isn't the only best of the best. There's other best of the best. There's the best of the best that went to the HBCUs. And if anybody follows HBCUs in the stats, we know that HBCUs put out a high percentage of doctors, black doctors, black pharmacists, black teachers. Like there is the best of the best somewhere else. And it looks like this is a pipeline that's now being started to show that. Absolutely. And and we're leveling the playing field. I mean, when we first started talking about this, we, we were like, we want you guys to have a seat at the table, but we also want you to be able to make your own table. You know, we want you to be a disruptor you know, take these experiences, take these connections, take these opportunities. Um, and they, and they're doing just that. I mean, they are so remarkable at networking, Renee, you would not believe it. Um, they are all so very impressive LinkedIn pages, you know, just at a, at a top notch level, but no, they are absolutely will have a seat at the table and they're going to create their own table and they're going to bring someone else up. So we're just very excited to, um, to work with them. Renee, you said something that was really important. HBCUs are the best of the best. And we know that these aren't schools that people chose because they couldn't get into other schools. We chose our HBCUs. And what you mentioned about doctors, lawyers, pick a profession, engineers, teachers, you name it, DEI professionals, philanthropists, like we all come from these really special places and the pipeline it's not just access for the students, it's also access for our corporate partners, for our, our internal teams. Everyone needs to be exposed to the excellence of HBCUs. And I am biased as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Me too. That most people didn't even know. Post-George Floyd, people are like, what does that acronym stand for? They weren't even aware of what historically black colleges and universities mean, not to African-American history, but to this country's history. So the idea of leveling the playing field and the exposure, it goes both ways. It really goes both ways. You know, it's interesting you say that because even DEI, what does that stand for? Diversity, equity and inclusion. And Renee, I had someone ask me that. What does that acronym stand for? And I said, well, that's job security because we have work to do. And traditionally, people would say, oh, diversity, equity and inclusion, inclusion means include everyone. That's one of our values. And it means that you are looking at unusual suspects. You are looking at places where other people may have overlooked because you understand that there's talent in lots of great places. And these are literally institutions in our backyard right here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I love that. I have a question. This is broad, but um, and I know to tread lightly because obviously there's a partnership with the Falcons. But when we talk about DEI in, in, in the NFL, this has been a, a thing that even the NFL is trying to tackle. There's been the Rooney rule and there's been different things. How do you have an influx of DEI in a space where it, it almost there's a set system already? Well, the way that I look at it is that systems are meant to be disrupted. Right. And so the idea that NFL is not unlike any other industry. My background is in consulting. I can't show you very many people who do this really, really well and where we don't need the work. Right. So everyone has an opportunity to use their platforms 
their agendas, their um, influence to advance making sure that their workplace is inclusive for everyone. So the idea that it's set, as far as I'm concerned, the world is different now. We all saw it, you saw it on your team. We are having conversations in the workplace that if you had told me 25 years ago that we'd be having some of these conversations, I wouldn't have believed you. Now is the time, now is the opportunity. And for organizations who are committed to staying the course, we're just getting started. Well, I love that. Okay, so the last thing I wanna ask both of you can answer please is like, this is the first year for the HBCU Fellows Program. What would it look like successfully to you in 10 years? Like we're sitting here talking, you guys better come back 10 years and holla at me. And I'm gonna be like, (laughs) all right, this is 10 years later. And now like, this is how my mind sees it. And now you guys have a a couple assistant coaches. You guys have a couple of, of like, what does it look like to you guys basically successfully in 10 years? Well, for me, success, I mean, just, just to piggyback on what I said, the, the opera, I see, 12 fellows that I know are going to be successful because I see how they how, how they're maneuvering and what they're doing and how they're interacting. So I know that whatever they go after, they're going to get it. But also they're building a consciousness not to just think about themselves, but to reach back and pull the next person. So it's all about building a pipeline. So I see them being very successful, integrating this industry, breaking down barriers, networking, doing the things that they need to, coming in, being disruptive disruptors, but also remembering to tag in the next HBCU student that also needs this opportunity. And and that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. So that was very well said, Ty. And the way that I look at it, our program, we're front office, right? So these are marketable skills. We're in brand marketing. Our fellows are in content production. They're in sports technology. These are all front office positions. And so what I hope for 10 years from now is that we look at the alumni from this program and we were, even if it was a very small part of them fulfilling their purpose, of them understanding what world awaits them and the opportunities await them and that they would absolutely pay this forward. And they're already talking about being part of that process for the next cohort that comes on. So 10 years from now, when I'm very, very close to retirement and somewhere. <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> Speak those things into existence, Renee. Okay. Hey, listen, I will still come I'm back. all about speaking, <laughs> manifesting, speaking goodness into your life. But this made me think, I know I said last question, but one more thing, because the athlete in me almost forgot to ask this, but you guys are in the, the highest level of business. What have you guys noticed about athletes when they go into another profession after they've been an athlete? Because I read a wild stat that like almost 90 plus percent of C-suite executives at a certain point has played sport. So it's like, holy successful. So have you guys seen that when you have an athlete come up on your resume or their resume come on your desk? What are your thoughts? I know for me personally, um, and I'm talking about from being a parent, I have a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. My daughter plays basketball. My daughter plays soccer. My son plays baseball. The work ethic, the discipline, the navigating and negotiating team dynamics, it is incredible. So what we know is that students who had to figure out how to study for an AP exam and get up the next day, and go and play out on a field, we know that they have excellent time management skills. We know that they understand how to compete, 
how to be resilient, how to pick themselves up because every Sunday is not a winning Sunday, but we keep playing to the next game. And so the idea when we see those student athletes, you already know that there's a certain level of discipline and work ethic there, especially folks who played at the collegiate level. And I think that's something that people really don't understand about that is a full time job that you are navigating yes. in addition to your studies. Yes. So our, hat, yeah. our hats go off. I am, I am, I am so <laughs> impressed by what our student athletes can do and the idea that there is no surprise that student athletes show up, not just on the field, but in the C-suites. And we encourage it. C-Suite 21. Yes. Thank you. Because I'm always curious from the business side of it, because I say it from the athlete side of it, but you guys are the ones that are looking at the resumes or you are, are assessing, you know, things. So I, I love to hear that. Ty, if you had anything else. Um, yeah, no, I'll just add. I mean, just, just to piggyback what Latana said, they are athletes are making some of our, 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 best team members that are here within corporate America. Um, there are so many internships and often what we're seeing because they were in the, in the middle of sports, they weren't able to take advantage of some of the internships and some of the other things because they're year round or, or during the summer. But it's just that discipline, that discipline of teamwork, that discipline of commitment, that discipline of pushing through, getting their academics and um, just very sound. I will say at, at Wells Fargo, we have with NIL, a complete group of athletes who are working with us to form work within our wealth investment management area. And they're getting all types of valuable experience and being able to leverage their degrees in finance and business and marketing and so many things to come into the financial services industry to get a lot of these positions um, that are available, very uh, lucrative positions that train them on you like sports, but what's happening with NIL as someone is getting these type of agreements and puts them in a totally different tax bracket and how do they you know, manage their monies and things like that. And they are doing a phenomenal job with it. So there's always opportunity. And I think that discipline, that work ethic, um, understanding when people say no and not taking it on the chin um, always works well for them. So they make some of the best team members and senior executives that I know. Listen, I love to hear that money part because everybody that thinks sports, athletes, entertainment, you think about like, that's why kids always want to be those positions. Like you think that that's the best way to be a star and to make money. But I think we're starting to see a lot of times now, like, okay, what does that C-suite look like? You know, that's why even me creating a brand, it's going to be C-suite 21 because it's like when the C-suite meets athletics, like something special really happens because the work ethic is there. No, I mean, for me, I just think that people athletes for a long time when we came out of sports, it was like, oh no, we have no previous work experience. And it was like, that used to be the craziest thing when I heard it, because it's like, we have so much previous work experience. You guys watched it live on TV. Y'all watched us handle pressure, diffuse situations. You see teammates fighting. Well, yeah, there's somebody that's breaking that up. There's, you've seen us do all the things that you might not even have to do in a normal business setting, but athletes are doing that. So I uh, thank you guys, you know, for hopping on here. I hope you guys come back and, and give us a 10 year, we call it praise reports, but give me a 10 year praise report on how the HBCU fellows program's doing launched by the Atlanta Falcons and partnered with Wells Fargo. Thank you guys for joining us here on Montgomery and co. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is great.
the crew and I have a little discussion about like, who are the execs killing it right now? Because it's happening. The C-suite is booming and it's with athletes. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, so we're going to get into a little bit of talk because we see that athletes, after they're done playing, they go on like, well, basically over 90% of C-suite executives played sports. So that means that literally over 90% of your bosses played sports. Damn. So think about that. That's like crazy. more than <laughs> think about more than 90% of C-suite executives at a certain point in their life was a part of a team. Like that's unreal. But then it also kind of makes sense when you think about it, because you just heard the attributes that like athletes have, like name an at like you're not going to outwork an athlete. That's why when you see Stephen, a let's even take Stephen A. Smith. Right. Like a lot of people forget he really did play basketball in college. All right. Like he plays sports at a certain point, even though he actually people recognize him for his football takes a lot, just as much as his basketball. But Stephen A. Smith has a daily morning show that I'm sure if you turn on at 10 a.m., you're going to see him on ESPN. Then you're going to see him at nighttime. If there's a basketball game, he might be on NBA Countdown sitting there with them. So while you're at home now after work sitting, you might see ESPN. I just saw Stephen A. Smith join the football show when the Rams just played Dallas. This man, this is still the weekend now, just to come in on Monday and be back at his desk at 10 a.m., ethic is crazy this is a crazy like he didn't have a day off so i was just telling y'all those things because so you can know that on them games where y'all see him in colorado with coach prom that's a saturday that's supposed to be his off day and then on yesterday when he was on the broadcast on a sunday or a, this man is working sunday to sunday that's very athlete of him and okay he was at georgia tech miami football two saturdays ago like this he these are on his off days. So there's this is like not surprising when we you might see it and not really realize like, dang, Stephen A, he don't take days off, like literally. So I'm like curious and I want to pose the question to y'all because like athletes turned executives and and, and Stephen A like has the, be the the highest rated show on ESPN, just so you guys know. So business is booming, by the way, that work ethic. <laughs> Roy said, does this dude have a wife? <laughs> Stephen A has said that he is happily not married and he thinks this is oh. a decision that he did not do it. So <laughs> That's hilarious, Roy. Wife couldn't take that mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> said it ain't the work ethic. Goodness. Ooh, Lord. Okay, so that brings me to like, what execs have y'all noticed that are killing it? Like what, ex what athlete turned exec? Like, have you seen Juju? This athlete turned exec is, I feel like one of the best ever. Renee Montgomery. Hey, oh my hey, goodness, hi. brother. Nobody <laughs> shows enthusiasm <laughs> for their team. You care. You are an owner that cares. You wow. feel me? And it's it, it bring me joy to see you down there cheering 
free throws. You feel me? And I feel like that passion lands you in a, a space of its own. Like you are separated you. from a lot of other owners just because you care. And I salute you, my sister. Appreciate that, Ju. Listen, we didn't even he didn't even talk about that as a production meeting. Thank you, Juju. I was wondering who was gonna address the elephant in the room. I was going to do it. Literally the first person, right? I was going to do it. The first person you think of, and you're like, yes. okay, well, I can't be biased. I can't choose your name, but yeah, I didn't even think about myself at, the top at of my all. List. Yes, you can. You can always choose. You can always choose her. It's okay. It'll be, be fine. She, look, she be all right. Do it. She don't they like do it, it, but she be all right. <laughs> well, I think she you don't family. like it. You're right. I think you family. So just on that, let me just even speak on that. So for me, it's crazy because like my, I'm sure that anybody that has known me from college to life knows that like me crossing over to the entertainment space and even the, the executive ownership space, a lot of people in my life thought that this was a normal maturation, but you don't really see yourself where other people see you. Like I saw myself as like, you know, uh, a very good role player on a lot of good teams. And I saw myself as like the good soldier that knows how to lead, that knows how to follow directions. And you don't necessarily see that translating into, well, then if you can lead a team, why can't you lead a company? And then I just kind of like life happened, 2020 happened and look at God. And then boom, here we are. The Montgomery's got a whole seat at the table in team ownership and executive seats. And this is crazy, but it is really to show that like my family knows I was never talking to them before about owning teams and being somebody's CEO. But then when I had to transition to do it, it's like, wow, athletes, we really are equipped. Like we done been through a lot. Like people don't really realize that like when people tell me we have a catastrophic problem in business right now. And I'll be like, yo, what is it? And then they, I'll be like, all right. And then how long do we have? They'd be like, we have until Thursday. And I'll be like, it's Monday. Like you mean to tell me I got 72 <laughs> hours to figure out this problem. I usually got 30 second timeout. This is easy. <laughs> this is slight work. So shouts to all the athletes. I just wanted to say that for athletes, in case y'all were scared, wondering what that next step is going to be like when we're having this athletes turned executive conversation, and you might not think that you're one of these that we're about to mention. Yes, you are. Like, yes, you are. You just don't even know what we've been through. So that brings me to who and, else? And the little girl. And the little girl that's sitting at home. The little girl that's sitting at home that's that's seeing the news. Matt Ishiba hires this person. This person gets yes. passed over for the job. You are a brilliant example of a little girl that can know, hey, I can follow my dreams, catch them, and there's still more life for me at the finish Crazy. line. So Crazy. we commend oh. you, and I, I'm I'm proud to know you. Yes, look. I, just, I was just looking at Snook's face. She's so proud. <laughs> she I loving love it. it. Like, yeah, yeah, shout out yeah. to Snook, too, for, for raising that beautiful, beautiful daughters, three beautiful daughters. <laughs> and this is like a shout out to having a good team around you, because we had whole meetings about who we was going to talk about. And nobody said nothing about this whole thing that's <laughs> happening right now. So shout yeah, out, and that, shout and out to my And I know you, you want to move on, but just to that yes. point, how you were never you were never <laughs> thinking about this really, really quick. I remember at NBA uh, All-Star in 2020 in Chicago, the, uh, you were talking yeah. to Diana Taurasi and Diana Taurasi was you guys were talking about like I don't know how the conversation got on life after basketball really quick and Probably then our bodies were tired baby something. and then uh she's uh you said something like oh I don't know I'll probably go into broadcasting and she said what I want to be GM and you say oh I don't want no parts of that and she said I want to own the whole damn thing and you didn't even think about that that was nowhere near your mind or anything like that you didn't, and that was February 2020. Mm, look at God. And a whole year later, uh, uh, exactly one year later, February 2021, you became uh, a co-owner. 
Mm. So again, we did not discuss having this, <laughs> this this love affair right here live. But shouts to my squad for fl- for the flowers. Thank you for the flowers. They know I do not like that. So let's just say other right. other than me, because we are on Montgomery and Co. So shouts to my crew. So other than me, we're gonna go around and just like execs that are killing it that used to be former athletes because like, I mean, even let's just look at commissioners, you know, like I'm just going to say, look at sports commissioners. I want to shout out Jessica Berman, Kathy Engelbert. These are former athletes that are now commissioners. Like, and again, I'm not going to, whether you think they're killing it or not, they have made it to the position of commissioner, which is one of the highest positions that you can get in sports. So I'm going to just start out throwing it out there, but who else do you guys have that are athletes turn that are just like in the game, top of the game right now. A Rod. Oh, yes, okay, I was gonna, that was going to be mine. That was going to be that mine. Was I thought Snook was going to go first. No, not me. I have a few though too. Oh, okay, no, okay. So oh, I go with A Rod and A. I'm going with A Rod. And why? And why? I mean, like, no, A-Rod, there's no, so. no, no explanation needed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ooh, it's to like, the fam. Are, do you think he's handsome or something? Is that what's going on here? Lord have mercy. But Cole, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say because he's touched a whole lot, and um, as far as he's done, he's went from makeup to real estate to construction to owning the WNBA team where you got your first championship from. You know, so he has touched a whole lot. He's still touching more and more, and he's also touching it on the philanthropy side as well. He's doing scholarships. He gave like a million dollars to the boys and girls club he's like you know UNICEF um was it souls for souls which was the shoes for people who don't have you know so he's touching so many things and he's not done he's still you know continuing to do other things so I think he's really killing it and he's killing it to the point where you you don't know until you know like no, no, he he's not flashy with it. And I like I like how you said WNBA owner, not not NBA yeah, owner. Yeah, because he always get their props. That. They always get their props, so we go give them props for handling for actually you know doing it on both ends. Because you know sometimes it's always one sided, and he's doing it on both sides. So I I yes. take I'll take that. Everybody already knows about the men's side. That's automatic. So the women's side, mm-hmm. you got to let people know. So I love that. No, yeah, I, I love a Rod too. That was gonna be one of my choices. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I love that he represents. He's Dominican, too. He always talks about how he grew up in Washington Heights. And when Renee and I, we saw him speak in L.A. a few months ago, and he was talking about how Magic Johnson, he was inspired a lot by Magic Johnson, how Magic Johnson, he just invests back in the community. And he wanted to learn everything he could from Magic Johnson. And he did. And and to close point, uh, real estate, he, he said that he started bu- buying out apartments because he knew what it was like for a single mom, like how he was he was raised by a single mom he said single moms you know black and brown communities it's hard for for us to find affordable good housing and he started doing that so i, I love his story that's one of mine too love that shouts to shouts to a rod who else y'all got who else is killing it former athlete roy look like you got something yeah i mean the easiest answer not named renee montgomery would be <laughs> michael jordan because he yes. sold the charlotte hornets and became a billionaire a yeah. billionaire billion with a b and an i and an LL. <laughs> he wasn't a billion from the shoes. A billion. A but billion. But that's what's crazy, though. No. Yeah. And 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 shouts to. So 
air shouts to the movie air sky dance you know like now that we're on the production side we know who the production companies that make the movies but shouts to sky dance sports who made air but it does talk about that like his you know whoever fought for him and his mom fought for a percentage of of shoes but you know i was actually talking to uh Okay, so if you guys don't know who, who Saya's shoes are, I call him Saya, but I was talking to the founder of Saya and he was saying how, you know, they negotiated that deal with Nike and it's never been negotiated since. So to your point, call that question of does he have a billion yet? Honestly, they probably should negotiate that deal because what Jordan and them, them Jordans, the re-release, the release of the re-release of the retro, the retro, the retro, 35, the retro 40 the years of re-releasing. I mean, man, like it's time for a renegotiation. So shouts to Jordan. The, look, look, right there. I'm talking about <laughs> Jordan's like, right there. It's a lifestyle is what that man has. And this is just a side note too. Y'all get used to the brand name Saya Collective because we got some exciting news that's coming down the line. I love the brand and I'm all about collabing with brands that I actually wear. If y'all see me and asked, what about them shoes? This probably side collectors, but that's a side note. So yes, Jordan and that's Roy, for somewhere in America, somewhere hey. in America, somewhere in America. So yeah. So who else? Juju, what you got, Ju? This person doesn't get enough credit as they deserve. Like this is to be such a great athlete, to be such a great person a human being as well as a, a great just example. Swing Cash with the New Orleans oh, Pelicans. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm so That's sorry. Snug. Snug. But Swin, yes. Swin, here's flowers. We, we need to throw so we ain't yes. got no arms. Because salute, you are a pioneer, my sister. Love it. Okay, Snook. So Snook, you had Swin as well, right? I mean, shout to the home. Yes, homies. yes, I had Swin because, uh, <laughs> well, first of all, you know, that UConn connection. And well, she hey. had two Olympic golds, three WNBA championships, yes. I believe. And uh, she played for what, Detroit? She played for several teams. Oh, but Detroit, Seattle, won one in Seattle, played for New York, the legend. And then just play. She ain't just play for she bowed every mm. yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. Yes. Now she's v uh, VP of basketball operations for the Pelicans. And yes, she has cash building blocks, which again does things for uh, people with low income building homes or whatever. So, you know, shout out to Swin. Shouts to the yes. home Swin yes, Cash. I love Swin. She know that's my dog. Like, first of all, there's like people that y'all know that I rock with. She's one of them. Y'all know I rock the coolest with Jamel like Hill. She has a one beautiful personality. Yeah. Yes. And just before we go, because like we're shouting out all the former athletes turned and everything, but shouts to the other, like you don't have to just go into the, the actual executive route. There's journalism and there's other different things, but this is a little story before I go. I'm in L.A. this past weekend. Now, L.A. traffic, y'all know the city's slow, and I'm sitting in traffic. Serena sitting beside me, and Serena goes, I swear that that's Jamel Hill beside us. And I'm this like... This just happened this past this weekend. Just, like, I'm just telling y'all, this is like, this is our life. So somebody told me I need to start telling y'all like my life more on the podcast because y'all see it on Twitter and like, I probably should elaborate, but my life is really wild. You guys know, like I bump into who's who all the time. So I'm gonna just start telling y'all. So I'm sitting in traffic with Serena. We're headed to, are we headed to meet or to the studio? Maybe Serena's We're, about we to- We had some meetings. Uh, yeah, some production meetings. Oh no, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a dope meeting. We might've just done some dope things in LA, but we're heading to the studio to meet somebody dope. And then Serena's like, I swear that's Jamel Hill next to us. I don't even look because I'm like, girl, 
of all the seconds and hours in the day, no, I, I know that I ain't... look first. I'm like, oh, wow, she looks like Jamel Hill. And then I look again, I'm like, oh, wow, I think that's Jamel Hill. So then I look and I roll down the window because I got to look because I'm like, you know, like I'm like, let me see. I roll down the window, stick my head out. I actually have video footage of this. So y'all are probably looking at it right now if you're not watching on the YouTube. But I roll my window down and I'm like, hey, <laughs> right. Jamel oh turns God. around. <laughs> In the middle of L.A. traffic. I'm telling y'all this really happened. There's an actual video. It's on Twitter, too. But I, I and Jamel rolls her window down. You know how we do. We the link up. She pulls out her phone like, now, you don't <laughs> never know. You don't see sitting in L.A. traffic. And she says she lets everybody know. Everybody thinks that me and Jamel are twins. We're not. But we love that you guys think that because that's the homie. So she says, now y'all see we're in the same spot, but we're not the same person and all of that. So Roy going to say, are y'all cousins? Here we go. <laughs> You never know who you gonna run into in LA traffic. Look And now y'all see we are not twins. Once again, we're not the same person. <laughs> Salute to her too, cause if I would have panicked. Somebody rolling down their window in LA. I'm like, oh, no, you should, you be should be ducking. Depends on the neighborhood there. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it's all love. So I'm about to start telling y'all more stories of my wild life. Like when I just bump into people that you guys probably consider like extremely exciting, you know, like uh, Beyonce probably sneezed on us the other day. I'm going to just leave it there. OK, so here we go. OK, true. OK. You know what I'm saying? That's how we're going to leave it. Sorry to anybody we left off the list. You know, Serena Williams, Dwayne Wade. I mean, I thought I had Dwayne her Johnson. too. She was on my list. There's too Kevin many Durant, to name. LeBron James, Asia Wilson. Like, come on. We just like, this is like, you know, we just throwing it out. Y'all been to church with like, just say the names. LeBron We're just, like, James. Just LeBron throw James. LeBron James. There's we just many. throwing out the names. Like, <laughs> shouts and salute. Y'all better hire an athlete. We trying to give y'all the roadmap. You want success. You need diversity and you need athletes. It's that simple okay so i talked about athletes turned executives but think about over 90 percent of c-suite executives being former athletes like that is a wild stat and then when you hear the attributes of why they become executives you get it of course they can manage a team of course they work well with others of course they're good at solving problems of course they think quick on their feet of course they're going to work hard of course their work ethic is going to be unreal we're athletes that's why we make great executives. And so it's just a beautiful thing to see. I mean, even now, look at the athletes building empires. You see it happening. Kevin Durant, you see it happening. LeBron James, Asia Wilson, Angel Reese, like, let's go. The future is now for athletes. It's a generational thing for athletes. See y'all next week. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.